Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. John chapter 21, verse 3. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would, by your Holy Spirit, give us ears to hear you this morning through your word, and that you would bless my preaching to be useful and clear and true to your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The question that I think this morning's gospel answers is, how does the resurrection affect our vocation? How does the resurrection of Jesus affect our vocation in daily life? Peter, we see, goes back to his daily task. Before he met Jesus, he was a fisherman. Um, And now hereafter, having seen Jesus risen, and we don't know the exact day on which this occurred, but it's at least a week, two weeks after Easter, hence the reading on the third Sunday of Easter. And I think one thing I had to correct in re-listening to this scripture for this week is I've heard sermons about the idea that somehow Peter was in this sort of despair of like, well, what shall I do? I guess I'll just fish. I don't think there was any despair in this. He'd seen the Lord risen twice, actually, in the upper room. He knew that the universe had forever been altered because a man, the God-man himself, had died for all sins for all time and had been raised from the dead. Like, he wasn't, he hadn't lightly forgotten that fact. But still, he had to live, right? He had to get fish to eat himself. Um, One of the pictures I'll show you this evening is I'd never eaten a whole fish just taken out of the river and just fried up and then you just eat it. Um, that was, as a suburban boy myself, that was a very new experience. Um, but he had just to eat, but he also had to make a living to sell some fish, to keep on living. He's going back to work. Um, and I think there's even a parallel here, as I know most of you kept Holy Week very devoutly, and this experience of really bringing to mind and opening our hearts afresh to the reality of Jesus' death, his lying in the grave, and his resurrection. But then after all the joys of Holy Week and Easter, then Monday you go back to work, right? And life is at once, you've heard that it's at once infinitely different, and yet back to work on Monday. This is, a, this is Peter's experience in our gospel. And he experiences um, at first that the work is no different. That you might think, okay, Jesus isn't, will the fish just jump into the boat now? Like, you know, the reconciliation of all things is at hand. The wolf will lie down with the lamb. Maybe, maybe it'll be different, but no, he, he's still, it's another hard day fishing, hard night fishing, I should say, catches nothing. But then there's this surprise, um, small miracle. I say small because it's different than the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead, right, or calming the wind and the waves, because he was trying to catch fish, and, what did he, and he caught fish, a large number for sure, but it's something that an unbeliever could say, well, I mean, you just caught some fish. But it was, to to their eyes, uh, an extraordinary result from the midst of just doing their ordinary thing. They were just doing their regular fishing. Lo and behold, big catch of fish. I think this maps onto our day in our specific vocations. And I know some of what we do during the Monday through Friday hours. That there are things which happen, little things, that aren't so far beyond the ordinary course of your job. Right? Catching a lot of fish was not so far beyond the ordinary course of Peter's job. Perhaps it's um, 
some small thing that happens that could have been uh, physically harmful, but, but wasn't, that you, it fell right next to you instead of on you. Perhaps it's an exchange with a coworker or a customer that sort of out of the blue just opens up to a deeper, more meaningful connection, a sharing of hearts and minds and substance of what it means to be living in this human pilgrimage. It's a little thing that you could not notice was actually God's handiwork, right? Peter doesn't notice that it's a miracle. It, the scripture points out that only when John pointed out, this is the Lord's presence among us, that Peter was like, oh yeah, <laughs> right? And then I'm always confused, like why he puts on clothes to swim, but I guess it was just different back then. Um, so, um, so he puts on his clothes to swim, but Peter at first didn't recognize that it was the Lord's presence. It was so subtle. But John recognized it. The Lord is at hand. And I think, I'm confident, we're supposed to make the connection that, remember, this is how Peter was called at the very beginning of Jesus' public ministry, right? Jesus tells him to go cast the nets again, and he catches this huge catch of fish. In the first case, it breaks the nets. Interestingly here, it doesn't break the nets. But John caught, like, the rhyme of the event, that this, what's happening here, this has happened before. And recognizing it was the Lord's handiwork before, it's the Lord's handiwork now. And so when we're going about our day and something happens with a coworker or a colleague or a customer, something that, wow, this actually sounds a bit like something God has done before, to recognize that God is at work in the midst of your vocations. Because we are, each of us, with the very small footnote of the very few who are called into monasticism, we're each of us called into an active life in the world. The resurrection has happened. Back to fishing. The active life. But in the midst of the active life, when we recognize that God is still near, and occasionally God stirs up the waters, and things happen a bit extraordinarily than we would have been expecting, right? A bigger catch of fish. Peter jumps into the water, um, swims to Jesus, and sort of has this moment of what we could call contemplation, just looking at Jesus with Joy. Here's Jesus. So near. So you have this picture of active life, daily work, and then breaking it up with this momentary contemplation. Jesus, you are alive. What joy. Here you are with us now. But then curiously, Jesus sends him back to go fishing again. Go get some of that fish and bring it here to add to the fish he'd already miraculously created, seemingly ex nihilo, like this charcoal fire and fish and bread. Out of nothing. Jesus sends him back to his daily work. He contemplates for a moment, back into the active life, back to fishing, pulling in the fish to the shore. And the story ends in this gospel passage with having breakfast, breakfast with Jesus at dawn on the beach in the Sea of Galilee. If you go to Israel, as um, I know that you probably know someone who have, I've never been, but you can go to the shore of Galilee. You can stand on the very beach where within a couple hundred yards or so, you know, the risen Lord had breakfast with his disciples. So let's tease out the answer to the question. How does resurrection, how does the resurrection of Jesus transform our vocation and daily life? We see that resurrection is the end goal of vocation. Peter's fishing, but the end of this whole scene is sitting with Jesus. It's the end goal. It punctuates also his work. He's fishing, he's with Jesus, he's fishing. He's with Jesus. And I think it transforms his vocation. I think about how 
Peter was just doing what he had to do, his daily work, fishing. Goes to see Jesus on the beach. Jesus says, go back out and get all those fish in. How different the ordinary act of his daily job would have been knowing that Jesus had said, go do that. And I invite you to kind of think about, to seek to hear the Lord's voice, that for the vocation he's called you each to, Jesus sends you back out to it and to do it for his sake. Okay, Lord, if, if you'd like me to go pull in the fish, sure, I'll, I'll bring in the fish. If you'd like me to fly a plane or help people find a job, help arbitrate the law, whatever it may be, to do it for the Lord's sake. Fishing is no longer just fishing. Your work that you're called to is no longer just work. Lastly, it's hard not to sort of catch a little bit of a Eucharistic um, melody in this passage. Right? It says he took the bread and the fish and he broke it and gave it to them. And this is connected. I think what we have every Sunday in the Eucharist is a picture of how our daily lives, Monday through Saturday, are connected to our life facing the risen Jesus. That we come to the holy table with just an ordinary loaf of bread. You know, usually we buy it, sometimes we make it. It's just ordinary bread. It's part of regular life. It's fishing. It's your nine to five. It's your job. It's your taking care of your home and your kids. But we bring regular bread to the Lord's table. We ask him to bless it and we offer it to him, right? And there's the ritual gesture of lifting up the bread and the wine. We offer it to him and Invisibly, apart from anything we can sense with our eyes or mouth or nose, invisibly, he transforms regular bread to be his own risen body. And then he gives it back to us. And we eat just not just regular bread, although we eat that too, but we also are spiritually strengthened by his resurrection, by his resurrected life. I think this is a picture, like a, a metaphor, of how... Our 9 to 5, how Monday through Saturday connects to him in his risen life. That we bring him our regular job. And we say, Lord, please bless this. I want to do this for your sake. And if we do that with our will and with our heart, by his Holy Spirit, he gives it back to us. He sends Peter back out fishing again in a different frame of mind, toward a different end. Not just for fishing, but for fishing for his sake. Working your vocation for his sake. And when we do it for his sake, it comes back to us with an infinite blessing. Amen.